The Everything Else is powered by Abstracta and Learning. Hello, hello! So we are back! Yes! And it feels so good. All right, for new listeners, I'm Mercedes. And I'm Vera. And this is episode one of our third season. Third season, man. Fuck yes. Third season. I missed you and recording and the studio closet and your shoes (laughs) and you guys on the other side or the thought of you guys being there. You'll be happy to know that we have changed the format a little bit. A little bit. Episodes are going to be shorter. We'll try. (laughs) We can try. So we can work on our summarizing skills. And in addition to our monthly episodes, we're going to be releasing weekly five-minute episodes discussing topics related to skills and culture and also as a new challenge to work on our summarizing skills. You can be witnesses to (laughs) our work. And yeah, just random stuff that we want to talk about and discuss and little seeds that we want to plant in people's brains to keep the conversations going, right? All right. Yeah. Announcements aside, let's get this shit started. Veda. It's been a while, hasn't it? Yeah, a little more than I would have liked. Mm, yes, because we've been meaning to record this for a while now, yet somehow that never seemed to happen. Well, yeah, because, you know, we had work and stuff and, and vacations and, you know, kids. And then you had that thing and my dog ate my homework. <laughs> <laughs> and it's still happening, all these things. <laughs> but wait. Were we procrastinating? Oh my god, caught red-handed. We were procrastinating, putting it off, postponing it, finding other more important and urgent stuff to do. So yeah, we were procrastinating. And that is why we thought it would be a good idea to nip this thing in the butt and make this episode about this. In your face, procrastination. (laughs) Exactly, because, you know, this podcast is our therapy, right? Yeah. Who Who are we kidding? kidding? Yeah. So, procrastination. Where to start? Uh, Just don't procrastinate. Jump into it. Go, 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 go. Okay, what is it? Because many people think of procrastination as a thing of lazy people or even about poor time management. Yeah, or living life at the limit, you know, cramming work before deadlines. And on the surface, that's what people talk about when they're talking about procrastination. Yes. So if you're looking for uh, better time management, you can go to our very first episode. But this is not what we're going to talk about this one, right? No, it's never simple here. So what are we going to talk about then? Is there something more to procrastination that meets the eye? There is a lot more. Mm -hmm. When we talk about procrastination, you know what we're talking about, right? We have all procrastinated before. Joseph Ferrari, a professor at Chicago University, has researched procrastination and he backs this up. We all procrastinate at some point in our lives, but... 20% of people are chronic procrastinators. And this number, Mary, is from 2010. And I think it's safe to say that it has increased, right? So chronic procrastinators then, they do it consistently and in ways that negatively affect their daily lives. And this is very important. It negatively affects their daily lives. Mm -hmm. And so we'll be talking about both types of procrastination today. All right, the light one and the heavy one. Yes. All right, so something that comes up a lot when we're talking about procrastination is the concept of yourself as your present self and your future self. Okay, that's a great place to start. Have you ever done that? What? Thinking of yourself yes. as a present self, as yes. a future self? Yes, because I have. We, we should normalize this, right? Mm-hmm. That we have a present self and this future self. And many times when we postpone things, 
we are thinking, I don't want this to do, I don't want to do this right now. Yeah. Fuck this, yeah. let future Vera <laughs> deal with this and not me, yeah, right? Yeah. This is like magical thinking. Okay. Now, this conception of yourself as these two beings, two separate beings, is important to understand this acting against yourself. Okay. And your own interest. Mm -hmm. And when you think about it, it sounds a little antagonistic or unnatural, but it's a very common coping mechanism. Mm. And these two parts of me have gained many names, right? Margaret Atwood spoke about this as my want self and my should self, yeah. which I thought was... And Tim Urban, do you know Tim Urban? No. He has a, a, a blog called Wait But Why. He's really funny. And he calls it the instant gratification monkey and the rational decision maker, right? My should self says we should really sit down and make that call man <laughs> and the monkey's like no let's find some comfort food and watch funny reels on instagram we we all have these dialogues yes. right yes now some people think it's a question of meeting deadlines of being serious mm -hmm. and on the surface it is and we'll talk about this later yes. but yeah. <laughs> you all know that but by now but <laughs> it's her invitation to the consulting room <laughs> yes you got me there so come and take a seat i'm not diving <laughs> all right definitions please now procrastination is an avoidance strategy okay avoidance strategy it is a symptom which can show up in various mental health issues like adhd depression anxiety eating disorders and as a symptom we can tackle it and silence it right away or we can listen to it and what it has to say and what it brings with it tackle it silence it Shh. <laughs> no no listen no. to it listen to it and what it has to say because this is very important for profound change okay right when we hear what the symptom brings in we, you can move on to question the motives behind the strategy okay and then this understanding will give us tools to stop it as it happens even when it feels forced okay all right so Stick with us. Right. Let's do it. All right, let's do this. So today we're going to talk about procrastination, not from a time management or a productivity perspective, because in essence, procrastination is an emotional management issue. More like emotional regulation. Oh, what's the difference? Well, I honestly don't like talking about emotions as something to be managed. Right. There is the Fair focus enough. is on control, conductively, conducting them efficiently. All emotions are part of what we feel. You will experience them, but you can regulate how you go about them and deal with them in a more healthy or unhealthy ways. Fair so enough. going back to where the real issue lies, let's stop procrastinating this. Procrastination is not about productivity. It is moved by emotions and it protects our emotions. Mm -hmm. So procrastination is the urgency of managing or avoiding the immediate moods, right? The feelings I have around a particular task. This is what makes it feel like a good idea to alphabetize my spice rack or find out what the Guinness Book of Records for the longest hair or nails is. I've done that. <laughs> People have done some crazy shit in the name yes. of procrastination. So instead of actually getting to the task, I'm avoiding the feelings that I have associated to the task. Now, here's where it gets interesting. When we look at the actual emotions that I'm trying to avoid, there are some obvious ones like boredom and frustration, right? I don't want to do the thing because it's boring or it's a little bit difficult or challenging. 
it starts sounding interesting. Yeah. And then when we scratch the surface a bit more, we start finding the big ones. Mm -hmm. Anxiety. Yes. Fear of failure. Mm. Self-doubt. Sounds nice. The foundations of our self-worth. Am I going to bunch? Successful. <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible. And that takes us to the self-worth theory. Okay. Self-worth theory. All right. All yours. Now, listeners, doing this research for this episode, we ran into this idea because we were procrastinating too. So we went through many <laughs> theories. We ran into this idea that put into words many of the ideas that we were circling. Okay. Now, self-worth theory put together by Covington and Peary in the 70s, basically assumes that the highest human priority is the search for self-acceptance and that self-acceptance is often found in achievement. Self-acceptance. There it is again, right? The endless loop of love. Yes. <laughs> we should make a song with that, not a t-shirt. Because it is a loop, right? Love brings more love and lack of love brings, well, lots of other things. <laughs> like procrastination. <laughs> So this loop means how early experiences of being loved are the basis to learning to love yourself and how loving yourself is key to loving others and accepting love from others. I just feel like we always end here, don't we? Mm -hmm. I mean, it doesn't matter what soft skill we pick <laughs> and <laughs> the dark, I try to find more dark or darker topics, but we always end up talking about this, right? We walk around in circles and in the end, the bottom line is that behind all our human actions, we just want to be loved by our moms. <laughs> Very Freudian of you, Mel. Um, should we change the name of this podcast, <laughs> maybe? <laughs> so, how the hell is this connected to procrastination? Because behind procrastination often lies this full assumption. And is think of it as, as if it were an algorithm. It's performance equals ability equals self-worth. Okay. Paw. P-A-W. Say it again. Performance. performance equals ability equals self-worth right so in this assumption my performance is equal to my ability right so whatever i do or produce my presentation my email my project and anything that you're procrastinating on it will show my ability and my ability is what equates my self-worth so if my project sucks then i have no ability and if i have no ability then i am worth nothing and my mom doesn't love me. <laughs> <laughs> Put like that, it seems too dramatic, okay. right? But you have to think that this, what this looks like varies from person to person, right? Uh, and it, you'd have different degrees to this, okay. right? But different social contexts can celebrate different things. The things celebrated vary from each family. For instance, it can be making money, it can be being an academic, being famous, being good at sports, looking good. The concept of success the that concept we talked of success. about before, right? Yes. The, what makes you worthy. Yes. And each family gives it its own connotation. And though many times we tackle things from a professional point of view, when it comes to self-worth, family and early experiences are really relevant, right? Yes. Each of us has a different conception of what Sorry, we're talking about our moms here. <laughs> Because this feeling of self-worth is something that starts building up for you at a really young age, right? That is why you might want to change this as adults, but it's not as easy as you'd imagine. And early experiences of success matter a lot. And also expectations from others. Having people believing in you and your potential is so important. 
but it can also put on lots of weight, like having this idea that I am good at this counterintuitively puts extra pressure that you should always be good at it, not to lose that place in. Yeah, like that role that you've earned, right? This fictitious character that you're playing in this movie that we call <laughs> life. And, and procrastination, this is what, what comes into play in procrastination, this feeling, this pressure that you have to be perfect not perfect but to be to that live up character. to that expectation exactly to live up to that expectation and this is the role that we think we have mm. yes that's what it's at stake but we have to always bear in mind that maybe that's more of a fantasy than what it really is yeah yeah tough conversations to have it is and when we understand what is at stake my own perception of myself as good as worthy as a success right that's what's at stake when i don't procrastinate when mm -hmm. i actually act mm -hmm. right so what does this mean in practice so then procrastination seems like an act of self-preservation yes a defense mechanism you know this word procrastination is kind of new it... let's talk about that for a second because we were discussing this before in spanish procrastination didn't exist yes what did we talk about avoidance fear <laughs> defense mechanisms exactly so we've we've made up this like fancy name for it right we've taken it from english thank you and we are taking all the emotion that it's connected to it away okay so we're not talking about the real underlying issues yes right? as we are today yeah. so this is a defense mechanism and in a healthy dose we can question how much of that is okay. right but let's say when it's healthy when it's not extreme, it actually works because you protect yourself against failure, against breaking your notion of self-worth. You protect yourself from questioning your self-worth, actually. So when I procrastinate, I protect my vision of myself. Exactly. As like, good. for example, you didn't do that well in an exam. You, you did quite well because you know that you didn't study as much as you could have. Mm. So you potentially are much better than what you actually got. Exactly. I remember actually yes. using that thinking of my potential grade. Yeah. Like potentially yeah, I could if have I had gotten... studied. If I had actually done what I did, you know, then I'm still good because <laughs> exactly because it goes back to this, right? Mm -hmm. My performance is my ability and my ability is my worth. And it works, right? Until reality kicks in, right? The procrastination in general. Mm -hmm. And then you have a deadline and so you get shit done right yes. so why do deadlines when we have them work because when the deadline approaches my possibilities of failure become higher if i don't hand in my project right it's gonna be worse so i get to work now what happens when i don't have a deadline like in my personal life or in starting a project of my own right or when the fear of failure is so big that I start not really caring about the deadlines and I just get stuck there. Yes. Well, there is always that moment where you either go ahead or get stuck, where you need to stop the rumination, get the idea out of your head. It's a moment where you have to go from avoidance to approach motivation. All right. Meaning the you reasons. Right? And there is a risk in not doing, in not taking this step forward. Exactly. And what happens if you can't get over it? Well, if you can't get over it and it becomes a bit too much, procrastination can really get to mess up your life. In an unhealthy dose, it looks more like an act of self-sabotage. Yeah. And that is when you need to reach out for help. 
because it can be a very vicious circle and it can impact a lot your life and your mental health. Hmm. And it's a vicious cycle because procrastination brings about more procrastination. This has been studied. The more I procrastinate, the more I keep on procrastination, right? And momentary relief is what makes the cycle so vicious because I feel better when I, you know, I get up from my desk, I open the fridge and I eat the limp leftover carrot, right? But the feeling that you were trying to avoid when you started this will always be there when you get back, except now it has some extra spices like self-blame, guilt, shame, this cesspool that you were talking about. What could go wrong, right? Well, when you look at it like that, it seems so obvious, right? Yeah, but no, you get stuck in there because it feels better when you get up from there. It just, it feels better. Yes. In a concrete example, let's say we were procrastinating our episode, mm -hmm. looking for more and more ideas to make the best episode ever. ever. <laughs> but then one day we had to put an end to that and say, okay, maybe it's not the best. Mm -hmm. But even if it's not, we have a bigger, better offer which is doing it so we can have a third season already and connect with our lovely audience. Mm -hmm. Why are we talking about this? You on the other side, you know what you're procrastinating on, right? You know that thing that has been lurking for days, weeks, months even in your mind, right? What is it? Try to visualize it in the next few minutes. Whatever the task at hand is, there are two forces at work and they are the desire of success and the fear of failure. They are countervailing forces and procrastination wins when the fear of failure is higher than the desire to succeed. Listen up everybody. Here comes the aha moment. At least it was for us, okay. right? If I reduce my fear of failure, I can succeed. To do this, I have to move from avoidance motivations to approach motivations. I need to be in contact with the reasons behind, connect to my real motives to move me. Something that matters more than just avoiding failure, you know? Something that, that makes me move past this search for avoidance. This is what some research er, researchers call the BBO. You mentioned it before, right? The, the bigger, better offer. Something to spark my motivation. Something that is better than dwelling in the fear, right? Why am I doing this? The project, the email, the task, right? Why is this important for me? This increases my motivation. You, you mentioned today, so I, I'm going to do it so that I can connect with the audience, so that I can help people. So no, why? Finding these motivations help you move past and want to into more of a motivation approach than avoidance. And it reduces the stakes and the expectations of the task. If it's not the best email, podcast, episode, whatever, it's fine, right? <laughs> and when that happens, when I realize that that is so, and if, if I fail, I fail, I can start acting. You know, you, you, you tackle a point that I think it's important because there is a point where procrastination becomes an inevitable part of our everyday life. Yeah. Because... When we think about the search for perfection our world proposes, all these unattainable expectations that we have talked so many times about, mm. they predisposed us to this depressive thinking and anxiety mm. loop. Yeah. And when we are there, we get stuck. 
Many times at work, this is the logic. I get a goal. I, I think it needs to be perfect. I set unreal standards. I doubt myself and start talking aggressively to myself. I fear I might not get it right. I start procrastinating to unconsciously protect my self-worth. Yet, I know I might get worse results if I don't do it. I get anxious. I start attacking myself for not having done it earlier. <gasps> yeah, it's difficult to get out. Sounds familiar. I, I like that you mentioned work because... Um, I think some of us don't procrastinate at work, but we do procrastinate in our personal lives. And sometimes we don't really see it as procrastination, right? The gym, the diet, paying bills, going to the doctor, having that tough conversation with your spouse, getting another job, changing careers, moving to another country. I don't know, <laughs> they can be many things. It's all procrastination at work that at some point we have to address. Yes. Let's get to the hacks. So here it is, our gift to you, some tips for hacking this. Okay. This is a tip to deal with procrastination in a healthier way, not to solve it, but to reframe it. Go ahead. Number one, don't focus on the volume of output or even the status of the output gives you. Reduce the stakes and expectations. Right, so this means don't focus on how much or how good it is, right? Whatever it is that you have to do. Focus on the value of it. What does it mean for you? What will it give you, right? Try and reduce the stakes. Your performance is not your ability, like we mentioned before. You can write a crappy song one day and still be a, so a good songwriter. And if you write that crappy song, you're still worthy, right? This doesn't mean that you suck at life in general. And it seems really simple, but it's the underlying belief behind what we're doing, right? If I make that pitch and I don't get the money, Or, uh, Am I a failure? I'm a failure. And I'm not worthy. My mom won't love me. <laughs> We were raised in this kind of thinking. Yes. And our society is still, as adults, treating us through these lenses. Yes. Seeing us through these lenses. So this needs to be reminded to you. Mm. Friendly reminder. Yes. It has to be dismantled, right? It has to be system. dismantled. Number two. One of the main underlying feelings in people who procrastinate is guilt. Yuck. And guilt brings shame. Shame disconnects us, brings us lots of misery, basically. So, compassion would be like procrastination's kryptonite. All right. Because compassion is empathy in action. So... Talking about compassion and self-compassion, it is time we accepted that everyone procrastinates and not everybody is a procrastinator. Mm -hmm. In 2010, a study by Dr. Sira found that forgiveness for procrastination, right, self-compassion that you talked about, helped to lower procrastination in the following events, right? You kind of move past your past behaviors instead of being caught, caught up in the circle of guilt and shame. So give yourself a break. Say to yourself kindly, please, oh, look at me procrastinating again. I must be feeling anxious. <laughs> Today we were talking earlier about this and how much humor can help with this, yes. right? Kind humor, of Kind course. humor. Number three, don't focus on the end product if it's overwhelming. Break it into manageable steps, a clear to-do list. And focus on the next immediate, very small action. Like step by step? Step, but extremely step by step. What would I do if I were to write this email? 
I would open my laptop and I would open my email browser and I'd press open new email and I would write hello, right? And they say that this visualization leads to action, reduces your anxiety mm -hmm. and it leads to action. It doesn't look so daunting when you exactly. say it like that, right? Because at the end of the day, right, the dauntingness is inside you. <laughs> like gorillas said, <laughs> it's all in your head. All right. Number four. Number four. Place obstacles for yourself. Little traps for the instant gratification monkey in you. Use technology to block your apps. Set focus time aside. Set yourself a deadline. Find an accountability buddy. Don't buy unhealthy foodies. That's your procrastinating strategy. <laughs> Whatever works for you guys. Whatever works for you. All right. <laughs> we had been procrastinating oh this for God. so long that it, it was feels so good to have finally done this. I'm going to add a fifth one. Okay. Visualize yourself having completed this task. This like moment. This relief that we are feeling right now. That thing that has been lurking on your mind. Imagine how light and accomplished and relieved you feel when you actually do it. And then get to it. Yes. <laughs> This is then what the uh, our episode our imperfect episode and the therapy session therapy session <laughs> <laughs> All right thank you for joining us today and we'll be back in short sound bites in a week have a great week and don't forget to focus on the everything else Thanks for sticking around till the end so we can give you our CTA If you like this episode, share it with someone who could use it. And remember to follow us on social media. We are the Everything Else Podcast on Instagram and Twitter, and you can follow us on LinkedIn. We are Vera Babat and Mercedes Remedi. A big shout out to our sponsors, Learning and Abstracta, our sound producers at Oikast, and our producer, Natalie Rogers. 